Dean's off, but out in Hollywood, it's News Nation's Sam Rubin with us. Morning, Sam. And this is unbelievable. Super Bowl ratings, uh, biggest since the moon landing. Wow. You know, I think there's a hunger, Bob, for water cooler events because they are so terribly few and far between. And so if you're like me and you're not a sports fan and not knowledgeable, I watched anyway because you want to see the commercials. You want to be part of the scene. Uh, The Taylor Swift effect cannot be understated. Uh, The the numbers vary, but they're well in excess of 120 million. Some services say 127 million, higher than last year. And I think on most levels, maybe not the commercials, but I think ultimately the game delivered, the halftime show delivered. uh, and, And I think it's fun to have a commonality on Monday morning that more or less everybody you know all did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, those are the shows that uh, still score the huge ratings. And, of course, CBS executives, they must have been dancing when, when the game went into overtime, don't you think? Oh, absolutely, because, uh, you know, you mint every extra 30 seconds. And, uh, again, that shopping website, uh, Timu, which, uh, you know, ran extra spots, uh, yeah, it, 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 it is an extraordinary day for revenue. And as they talk, you know, about so many different uh, divisions in media, uh, mm-hmm. these big tent events on something as old-fashioned as broadcast or linear television, uh, you know, I think it's good to see it. Because I, I think the death of, quote-unquote, uh, linear television and broadcast TV has been wildly exaggerated. And this mm-hmm. is a good example that uh, when push comes to shove, it can still deliver and deliver in a very big way. And the big question, of course, uh, the Oscars, uh, is that uh, does that still fall under the heading Big Ten event? I know ratings have been slumping uh, lately. What do you think about this year? I, I, I think it does. I mean, because even, even with slumping ratings, the Oscars are usually the number two, three, four largest scene event. I mean, it does not... Uh, equate uh, to, you know, vast sporting events, but it's almost always the number one entertainment event. And then what's rarer this year is we're talking about some movies that people have seen and certainly names that people know. And I think uh, yesterday at the Oscar luncheon, so this is the big gathering where all the stars get together and have lunch with one another. I was there poolside. The reporters like me uh, sort of get these little booths, and what, what's fun using the sort of Hollywood as high school with money analogy is is everybody's in the process of still campaigning because uh, you know the fact of the matter is they very much want these awards. Um, I, I think people are looking forward to a good Oscars. Jimmy Kimmel is well thought of. They're going to start an hour earlier. Uh, that might help. And again, not to the degree of the Super Bowl. But a lot of people have seen Barbie. A lot of people have seen Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and this time, and this is something that, that a lot of stars talked about, there's not a lot of filler this year. These are all merits, movies with a lot of merit. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Sunday, March 10 at 6 o'clock Chicago time. And uh, that'll, right. that'll, be, that'll be a big one. Barbie effect, you're right. Uh, finally, let's talk about Katy Perry. And uh, why did she make this career decision, Sam? Katy Perry making the career decision to leave American Idol after seven seasons. Because I think the one thing that American Idol in this incarnation has failed to do is actually come up with a star. 
So of all these different shows, The Voice and everything else, and, and, and the track record overall is not good. The original American Idol, of course, found Kelly Clarkson, uh, found, uh, you know, other notables, Carrie Underwood. Uh, quick, uh, for the last seven seasons, name one winner of American Idol. And I do this for a living, and I can't. it it is it is uh, somewhat problematic i think she wants to pursue and reignite her own music career what she cited as a you know a reason to leave was this quote-unquote rock and rio which is a uh you know a a concert that takes place uh in rio de janeiro and i guess would uh, conflict with idle taping but i just think she wants to kind of get back out there you know, if she wants to reignite a career, I would say start dating a very good uh, football player on a very good team, and start there. Well, that 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 may be a path that may be a path that other people have already taken, but uh, perhaps uh, perhaps she will heed your advice. <laughs> New trend, Sam Rubin, News Nation in Hollywood. Thanks, Sam. Always good talking to you. You bet, Bob. Likewise, thank you. And John Stewart returned to The Daily Show on Comedy Central last night. And let's see, August of 2015 was the last time he was, he was on that show. And he is right into the election season with a clear message for folks on both sides of the political aisle. We're going to have so much we're going to talk about this year. Uh, uh, obviously, elections. Maybe we'll talk about China. Maybe we'll talk about AI. Maybe something a little lighter, Israel-Palestine. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Nine months till the election, people! And the exciting part is, we already know our candidates. It's, drum roll please, these guys! So what's the good news? That was not rhetorical framing. I'm literally asking you. Look. The next nine months or so, and maybe more than that, depending on the coup schedule, (laughs) they're going to suck. You're going to get inundated with robocalls and push polls and real polls, and people are going to tell you to rock the vote and be the vote and vote the vote and vote. And it's all going to make you feel like Tuesday, November 5th is the only day that matters. And that day does matter. But man, November 6th ain't nothing to sneeze at or November 7th. If your guy loses, bad things might happen. But the country is not over. And if your guy wins, the country is in no way saved. I've learned one thing over these last nine years. And I was glib at best and probably dismissive at worst about this. The work of making this world resemble one that you would prefer to live in is a lunch pail job day in and day out where thousands of committed anonymous smart and dedicated people bang on closed doors and pick up those that are fallen and grind away on issues till they get a positive result and even then have to stay on to make sure that result Holds. So the good news is, I'm not saying you don't have to worry about who wins the election. I'm saying you have to worry about every day before it and every day after. Forever. On the plus side, I am told that at some point, the sun will run out of hydrogen. <laughs> John Stewart, always smart and funny. Let's get to the rest of what happened on late night television during the monologues last night. Uh, the boys talked about Super Bowl halftime snacks, illegal gambling, and post game celebrations. Let's listen to a little bit from Stephen Colbert 
and Jimmy Kimmel, and we'll start with Jimmy Fallon. Just the second Super Bowl to ever go into overtime. Yeah. Once the game passed four hours, everyone hosting a party was like, this was a mistake. Last night's game was over four hours long. Fans uh, were like, who directed this, Martin Scorsese? (laughs) By by the end of overtime, both teams were exhausted, while everyone at home was like, hey, we're the ones who got to get up for work tomorrow. You guys are on, you guys go on vacation. The game was so long that people were drunk in the first quarter and hung over by the trophy presentation. (laughs) Meanwhile, Usher did the halftime show, and at one point he... He was phenomenal. At one point, he, he took his shirt off. Oh. And that, was, that was fun, seeing washboard abs after I just inhaled my 11th pig in a blanket. And I go, I didn't even chew that last one. I just, I just popped it like a Tylenol, yeah, and just swallowed it. And this is fun. At one point during the game, Taylor Swift chugged a beer on the Jumbotron. Yeah. yeah. Then, Jace, then Jason Kelsey was like, welcome to the family, sis. It was the most money ever bet in a single day. Some legally, most not legally. I was, you know, it's funny watching people when they bet between each other, they do it like on Venmo. Nobody wants to say it's for illegal gambling. But you can tell some of these transactions are a little bit suspect. Before the game, for instance, Josh D paid Greg M $100 for two muffins. And after the game, Greg M paid Josh $1,200 for bubble wrappers. Little suspicious. There are a lot of notable uh, Super Bowl commercials. Uh, and, uh, well, one question I had is, where did Jesus get $7 million for a Super Bowl commercial? <laughs> Can he turn water into money also? It's a surprising amount of religion during the game. There were two ads for Jesus. There was an ad for an app that lets you pray along with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and if you didn't go for those, Scientology was there to ask if you were curious, which is, which I am curious, but mostly I'm curious about Mark Wahlberg. I mean, if, if I sign up for the app, will he know if I skip church on Ash Wednesday? How did, if I don't come back with a Marky Mark on my forehead, will he wrap me out to God? It's, I forget which city it was. Travis? Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Viva Las Somehow, he was able to get drunk between the end of the game and the trophy. (laughs) That's dedication. After the ceremony, uh, Travis hopped back onto the field for a much-anticipated smooch from Taylor Swift. Yes! I love their love. Also, I bet $500 there'd be no tongue. Pay up, DraftKings. (laughs) (laughs) Stephen Colbert. 